The calendar has finally turned and March Madness is upon us. That means it is season time for the Marvelous One, Dan Marver, here on the Sports Cubicle. It's the Marvelous One, Dan Marver, Devin Single, Paul Shavari, and myself, Mike Mercado. And while I would be more than happy to talk about some brackets, to talk about some local high school sports, to talk about both the men and the women getting ready for some tourney time, there was some big news that happened over this week, and it may have been a foregone conclusion that this was going to go down, but... It officially has happened. The end of an era continues over at the Madhouse and Madison as Patrick Kane is now heading to the Eastern Conference as he is now a New York Ranger. They get a couple second round draft picks, a a body and whatnot. But the big story, and we're going to get into something I found interesting over at The Athletic about this entire process, but marvelous one, someone who has done it all and might go down Maybe not for the longest time, but as of the time being, until some other kids come up and finish taking his place, the best American-born hockey player of all time in the NHL, in my opinion. You got a, a Calder winner. You got a Con Smythe winner. You got a Hart Trophy winner. This is somebody who's won three Stanley Cubs, has hit the the biggest goal in arguably the biggest goal in Blackhawks history, and it has happened. Now, you know, the, the, the time for Jonathan Tays, Whenever that is, and we know how scary of a situation it's been for him health-wise, but Patrick Kane is now a New York Ranger. It really is the end of an era, and your thoughts when you heard this trade go through and that there will no longer be 88 at the United Center? Well, he's 34 years old, and um, he was the first pick overall in the 2007 draft, and he uh, represented himself well. Uh, with the Blackhawks, obviously. Uh, he represented the U.S. in the 2010 and 2014 Olympics as well. And uh, out of Buffalo, so I thought he might become a Sabre, honestly. But in any event, they won the Stanley Cup, as you know, in 2010, 13, 15. Won the Smythe in 13. Hart and Art Ross Trophy, uh, scoring champion, 2015, 16. Uh, so he definitely... Is goes down in history as one of the one of the greats. We were talking about Bobby Hull not long ago. Mm-hmm. He's up there with, with Stan Makita, I think Bobby Hull in terms of Blackhawk lore. Of course, Stan Makita never played anywhere else, but Bobby Hull did. So it's not that unusual. At the end of a career, even you know you you look at <laughs> Brett Favre was in an unusual uniform at the end, and and uh, even I think Johnny Unitas might have been. But uh, so it happens, you know. Uh, and it was but if he wants to be in a winning team, obviously. He's he's not going to be doing that in Chicago right now. Even the Rangers, it's a, they're not the top team in the league, but they've better they have a better record. So um, it's you know it, it was the right thing to do at this time, and hopefully what they got will pan out to be good for the long term. Because uh, you know at this point, again, it's 34. It's you're towards the end of your career, but uh, he, he's, a, he's he's a great one in Blackhawk lore, no question about it. Yeah, I mean, I understand the fan base and a bunch of different, you know, emotions Mm -hmm. that the faithful of the Blackhawks and those that have stuck around since 2015 who have been there to watch all the different guys come and go. And, you know, we know how hard it is in the NHL to keep a roster together, but also this team wasn't winning. And it was time maybe a few years ago to pull this trigger and to really dismantle and try to look towards the future. And now they're trying to do that. And, you know, we, we can't ignore the fact that 
Patrick Kane had a, you know, we talk about Bobby Hall. Uh, Patrick Kane had a very rough start. And it was, some, you know, from the taxi cab situation to everything that happened in, in you know, the some allegations. And, you know, I think for the most part, Patrick Kane has done a good job of, of kind of bouncing back and not, you know, keeping his, his nose clean and whatnot. But I do think it's important to tell the entire story that this was a, a dude who, it wasn't always easy. It wasn't always clean, but he persevered and, you know, he, he continued to put in the hard work and he was somebody who was must see TV. And for a lot of people, he earned their trust back. And it's a shame that what happened since then, and we've seen, you know, all the other uh, reports of the hazing and what happened with the team doctor and, it's a shame that the the dynasty that the run kind of has to end like this, but it is just uh, I think a time for Blackhawk fans, for Chicago fans to really in it, to really reminisce on how for ten years, right for for that time period of let's even say from two thousand nine when they got to the conference finals against the Red Wings, from that time on until they beat Tampa Bay at home in the United Center to win their third Stanley Cup in six years that. It was, it was Broadway. It was the show. It was the Beatles. It, it was the closest thing we, this city has ever seen since the 90s Bulls because it wasn't just good teams. You know, the San Antonio Spurs were good teams. It was a team of superstars. And one of the superstars was an American-born player that was homegrown and drafted with other homegrown drafted guys. And it, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a real full story with ups and downs. And I think that in itself is, Something that we all really just, when time comes, we're all going to realize just how special of a moment it was in time for those Blackhawks teams and to watch the career that was Patrick Kane. But Marvelous, I want to run this by you. This is a story that I saw over at The Athletic. This was by Mark Lazarus and Scott Powers, and it is called Mm -hmm. Inside the Patrick Kane Trade, How It Went Down and Why the Blackhawks Got So Little in Return. And I'm not even necessarily worried about the the return the hall because in the nhl you know right now everybody's tanking for the number one pick right now although there is supposed to be a lot of talent in this year's draft from what some experts are saying so it'll be interesting to see what happens with this 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 team moving forward in the draft and how they put this roster together but how we got here i think was even more fascinating so i want to just read this part kane's Mm -hmm. surprisingly honest reaction to the Tarasenko trade, which seemed to rule out the Rangers as a potential destination for Kane, changed the dynamic. Kane said that he was, quote, not like the happiest, quote, to hear about the trade and flat out admitted that he was intrigued by the idea of playing for the Rangers. And Rangers GM Chris Drury surely saw that. There were other teams interested in Kane, such as Dallas, Carolina, Vegas, and Edmonton. But it became clear that Kane only had eyes for New York, and the Rangers knew it. Further destroying any leverage Davison might have had, Kane's disappointment was not accompanied by a decision. And so more time passed, and more players around the league were traded for first-rounders. Not that, anyone, not that anyone will ever say it publicly, but there was growing frustration within the Blackhawks organization over Kane's dithering. And you guys could read the entire article they mentioned trading away Alex DeBrinkent and letting Dylan Strom leave as free agents as a big rift 
between the Blackhawks and Davison and the entire organization with Patrick Kane. So you hear that marvelous. And are you a little, what do you think the fan base reaction to Kane will be beyond the legacy? The frustrating part of will he, won't he, the dragging of the feet, the, even though it's a big decision, they put themselves now in a position where it wasn't as value of a move as it could have been for somebody who's still a very dynamic player in today's league who could still score. What do you think about how it kind of played out? Well, I, I, I think that he would have had more value uh, earlier, mm. you know, perhaps a year ago. But uh, uh, the good news is, is that uh, he won't be coming to the United Center again this year, so we won't know how he's right. <laughs> how he's uh, going to be honored or, or received because they played their one game in December in Chicago. But um, I think that uh, all in all, He'll, he'll be always thought of fondly. I mean, you were talking about he did have his uh, accusations in the cab and the sexual assault and whatnot. But uh, he, he, he was pretty much a, 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 good, a good guy, you know, and, uh, with, and he, he was good with the media. And, he, and he, you know, he was faced the franchise with, with Taves for all those years and uh, three Castelli Cups, you know, that's pretty good, I'd say. And so uh, we'll always be part of Black Hawk lore. Um, no question about it. And, uh, you know, so here he, he has a chance to get to the playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs this year, as the Rangers will. And Blackhawks now have the second worst record in the league, only ahead of Columbus. But uh, we'll always remember that goal against the Kings to, to, to win it. In fact, I think it was against Jonathan Quick, who just got moved from the Kings to the, to the Golden Knights but uh, <laughs> as a goalie. But uh, that will always be sort of the, the move that we think of, like Jordan shoving Russell out of the way for his final shot. <laughs> <laughs> that corner shot was was pretty amazing. It was like it was like an impossible angle, uh, and right along the the, the goal line, and he, he managed to get that winning goal to uh, to get that that cup victory over the Kings, and that was, you know, the Blackhawk lore forever and ever. So that will be the kind of thing you see is remembered for. And that's that's what I said about Hull too. I mean, uh, you know, you you can look at their other their personal lives or whatnot. But uh, in terms of the athletics, uh, no, you know, he's got, he's got uh, the goods. And I, you know, I even go back, I talked to you before. I mean, Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. I mean, now there's, it's freaking gambling going on in yeah. baseball, which is ridiculous, but that's another subject. But Kane will always be a part of Blackhawk lore because of the Stanley Cups, no question about it. I 100% agree with the Pete Rose thing, and we could talk about that forever. But, you know, sticking on target of what we're talking about, because we could go all day on uh, baseball, baseball writers of America and some hypocrisy <laughs> that goes on. But I will say for Patrick Kane, yeah, there's, you know, obviously I, I turned 33 this year, and one of the best sports moments of, of my life was sports moments is the 2016 Cubs winning the World Series, right? That November <laughs> 2nd evening going into November 3rd, early morning and everything that happened. It's the greatest, greatest team, greatest season ever. And I'd argue that the 2013 Blackhawks or the two, even they may not have been the best team, but that 2013 Blackhawks team, there was something just special about it. It's, it's my second favorite team that's ever won a championship in Chicago. And obviously that, that Flyers series, that Blackhawks team filled the void in this city. And people always kind of mm-hmm. ask, like, how did it, how did it grab hold of Chicago for those many years? And it was the idea of the superstardom. They were fun to watch. It was a hot ticket, but they were, it was magical. There was no, the bears weren't good. 
The White Sox hadn't won a world last one a World Series four years before the first time they got to the conference finals. And then the Cubs were still years away. And then you think about it, it kind of transitioned into the Cubs run. So there was something in the magical run of that time where, and I want to take back Chicago fans. In 2009, when the Blackhawks are in the conference finals against the Red Wings, don't forget who's now making superstar plays in super in huge big-time series. Derrick Rose, Joakim Noah, and the Chicago Bulls. Right. And then you have this Blackhawks team going on runs. And right. a White Sox mm-hmm. team that has a good division win. And the Cubs. This was a golden era, Marvelous. Right. It was. No question about it. It was a golden era indeed. And, uh, you know, with the, with the Cubs in 16, of course, that's <laughs> more than a generational mm-hmm. <laughs> win at this point. I mean, it's, uh, you know, my, my father didn't never saw that. And his father might have seen it. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> back in the 1900-somethings. But... Uh, it's you know it's a thing it's a it's a you know, our the sports you know what what a fan is it's a fanatic it's you're a fanatic so that's what we are we're fanatics and uh, and when there's success it's it's marvelous and we and we revel in it even you know I'm going to a bunch of high school games and college games <laughs> in the last week and I and I revel in that I was at I was at you know various college games and it's always emotional to go to their senior nights so you know it's 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 quite interesting that way so um, but in terms of of, of that. With regard to that, it's uh, it's it's just a marvelous thing to uh, to experience. So I think it's just one of those moments that I think we all, you know, all the complicatedness. It is something that you can enjoy, you can be critical of, but at the end of the day, it was a a, a time, a a a fabulous time. If you were a sports fan in Chicago to watch an all time great in Patrick Kane do his thing and a team really cement themselves, not just in the city's history, but in all of sports history and help make a sport cool, help the NHL get to a point where they were going to make deals with Turner Network and ESPN again. And that's a lot to do with the Blackhawks and the Penguins and the Kings and these teams of that era. And Patrick Kane was a big part of that. Before we get out of here, it's Connor Bedard. If Blackhawk fans, you want it, you're tanking, you're tanking for this kid, Connor Bedard. There haven't been, you know, we even in the NHL, if you're not the biggest hockey fan, we all know if you're a sports fan, you hear who are the top guys, who's going to be the number one pick of a sport. This is that kid. So we'll see what happens with that. But what wasn't exciting was seeing Patrick Kane end up on a brand new ice mm-hmm. ring wearing a new sweater. But just because it happens. <laughs> the, yeah, it happens, just because the days have gone doesn't mean you can't reminisce. And it is a great time to reminisce about 10, 13 and 15 watching historic runs and historic teams. But we want to know your thoughts on the Patrick Kane t- trade as he is heading now to the New York Rangers. What did you think? Was it a little too too soon? Too early? Too late? Should you have waited till the offseason? We want to know your thoughts. We're on Twitter at SportsCubicleTV. Make sure you're keeping it tuned into the show in the next few weeks. We, you know we have a savant in baseball and Pauly, but you talk about savants, wait until you hear what the Nuggets that the marvelous one has about college basketball over the next few weeks. So stay tuned for that. We're here on the sports cubicle. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marber. It's Devin Tingle. It's Paul Shivari. I'm Mike Mercado.